The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we discuss when's the time to go to Disney World and when's the time to go to Disneyland in a special crossover episode with Disneyland with Kids podcast. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDecipher.com or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Shout out and thank you to I Am Maddie and Tor Samano with Terry for your recent reviews. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can check us out on patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered for bonus content or you can use me as your travel agent at no cost to you. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered, although today we are actually hosting Disneyland with Kids, Leslie's other podcast we had talked about since I went to Disneyland recently. I finally have something to go on to Disneyland with Kids to talk about. Leslie is actually going to be the host, and after I'm done talking here, we're just going to drop in that Disneyland with Kids episode. Anything else people should know about Disneyland with Kids before we listen to that podcast episode, Leslie? Sure. For those of you who don't know Disneyland with Kids, we have a podcast, but it was actually born out of a Facebook group, the Disneyland with Kids Facebook group, um, which you are welcome to join. We've got about, gosh, maybe 33,000 members planning family travel to the Disneyland Resort. And I co-own that group with three other bloggers, um, Becca Robbins, Jessica Sanders, and Julie Big Boy. So it's a really great group of ladies, gentlemen as well. And it's really helpful, I think, for a lot of folks trying to plan a Disneyland vacation for the first time or the 50th time yeah great facebook group definitely recommended search disneyland with kids on facebook okay let's get straight to the episode i'm gonna turn over to leslie the host in today's episode of the disneyland with kids podcast we are going to be talking about who should go to disneyland and who should go to disney world i'm leslie from trips with tykes and i'm joe from as the joe flies This is a very special episode of what happens when two podcasts collide. All of you who are listening hopefully know me, but if you're a listener of the Disneyland with Kids podcast, you probably don't know Joe. So just to introduce Joe, Joe and I co-host another podcast, and it's a Disney World planning podcast called Disney Deciphered. And of course, many of you know me from the Disneyland with Kids podcast as well. So I cover both Disney coasts on two different podcasts, but Joe was kind of a Disney World guy up until fairly recently. He just had a chance to go to Disneyland for the first time, I believe, in his adult life. So we thought it was the perfect chance to have a crossover episode. So what are we going to be talking about today? I mean, we're doing kind of a twist on the Disneyland versus Disney World debate. But Joe and I are both Disney super fans, and we think both are pretty awesome vacations. So the goal of this is not really to pick any winners, but what we think is that the two resorts are really quite different, and we think one resort is better for some kinds of guests, and the other resort is better 
for other kinds of guests. So we want to break that down. If you're trying to decide, do I go to Disneyland? Do I go to Disney World? And you're planning that vacation and you're unsure, we want to tell you which resort might be a better fit for you. Yeah. So to give a little bit of background, like Leslie said, we started Disney Deciphered, I don't even know how many years ago, but it took over 200 episodes. So I guess that's about four years ago. It took over 200 episodes for me to finally get to Disneyland. Yes, there was quite a bit of a disruption in the middle there, but finally got to go to Disneyland for the first time. I took my oldest daughter, who is nine, and we just went for two days in April and we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. So I've been going to Disney World quite a bit since my oldest daughter was born and have been there at various times and have gotten the chance to experience all the new lands opening. Very much looking forward to riding the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind attraction soon. But yeah, that's me. Leslie had been singing the praises of Disneyland for so long. I finally got to go. And so now I feel like we can talk about both coasts on common ground. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy, Joe. I know you went to Aulani a few years ago. You like overflew California and went to other Disney destinations and you've been to Hong Kong Disneyland. So it took you a long time to just get to Anaheim. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's wild. I uh, flew halfway around the world instead of going to Disneyland. So yeah, glad I could finally get that remedied. All right. So before we dive into sort of who we think Disney World is better for, who we think Disneyland is better for, I think one thing we want to mention is for those of you who are Disney super fans, you know, who really enjoy Disney vacations, the answer to this question, you know, should you go to Disneyland? Should you go to Disney World? Is you should go to the one you haven't been to yet. If you were like Joe, if you're like Joe and you're a super fan and you've been to one resort a ton of times, I highly, highly recommend that you try the other one on your next vacation because I think just being able to see the different lineup is just so valuable and and meaningful to those people who are Disney super fans. But most normal people aren't Joe and (laughs) that's great. So this is kind of an episode that's intended to address what normal people, the decision they're usually making, like, okay, we want to take a Disney vacation. Our kids are old enough now. We're going to maybe be taking one or maybe we'll take three while our kids are little. So which resort should we choose first? Right. So I think there are kind of no wrong answers here. And to frame the discussion, we're kind of going to throw out, obviously, if you're deciding between Disneyland and Disney World, you have to decide what's closer. It's different if you live in California where Leslie is or live in Boston where I am. But let's just pretend that you can teleport directly to the resort and that you're not doing anything else in the Los Angeles area or the Orlando area, uh, just to kind of make it as apples to apples as possible. So I think those are all our caveats, right, Leslie? All right. I think we've got the ground rules in place. So let's dive in. Let's start with Walt Disney World. You should go to Walt Disney World if you have time for a longer trip. And by longer trip, I'd say a week or more. And I think the reasons for this are probably obvious if you know even just a little bit about the two resorts. Walt Disney World is just a much, much, much bigger complex. There are four theme parks there. There are 20 some odd hotels. There are two water parks. There's an extensive downtown Disney that's now called Disney Springs Shopping District. There's a lot more to do if you have a lot more time to do it at Walt Disney World. So, I mean, a lot of people really do take two-week vacations. It's possible at Walt Disney World, just given how big it is. It's essentially a city. What do you think, Joe? I was actually going to say, Leslie, I don't even know. I might make the analogy that Disneyland is like a small city and Disney World is almost like visiting a small country or multiple cities in the same country because it really is so expansive. There was so much to do. I think what really seals the 
large breadth of things that you can do at Disney World is the fact that there are subcultures within Disney World. Like Fort Wilderness is an area where people will camp out or they'll bring their RVs. You can also rent cabins. And at Fort Wilderness, which is just one of the 20 odd resorts at Disney World, there is an entire subculture of Disney lovers that has developed there as well. Like if you go during any holiday, it will be very well decorated and you'll get you'll you'll feel like you are living in a small town within a small country. So Disney World really has so much to do. There are the water parks, there's Disney Springs, and yes, I know Disneyland has downtown Disney, but I just think if you're gonna be there for a long time, Disney World really you're not gonna run out of stuff to do at Disney World. Whereas at Disneyland, we were there for two days and we had two pretty full days in the parks, but honestly, we could have done it in one and pretty much done everything there was to do. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's there you can kind of pick your own vacation at Walt Disney World. Like you say, immer- immerse yourself in one of these subcultures or multiple of them on a, on a longer trip. I mean, I know a lot of people who actually go down to Disney World for a matter of several days and never enter a theme park because you could just make a vacation of enjoying the restaurants at the hotels and then at Disney Springs. You could just maybe go to a water park or you could play mini golf or you could see a show. They actually have a Cirque du Soleil show in Disney Springs. So you really could could do a lot of things that are non-theme park. And as a result, I mean, I think most guests who come for a longer period of time to Disney World don't necessarily go to the theme parks every day. And that's not really the case at Disneyland. I mean, if you go to Disneyland, you're kind of going to the theme parks every day unless you're, you know, doing something else in LA or, you know, beach or LA tourist sites. But you're, you know, you're not really doing Disney stuff outside of the parks at Disneyland, but you are at Walt Disney World because you really have so many activities and and restaurants and things to do that aren't just about rides in a theme park. Yeah. And so moving on, by contrast, I think we would say you should go to Disneyland if you are only going to be there for a short trip. I would say this in two different ways. Like Disneyland definitely works much better as a I just visit it for one day while I'm in the area type resort. But also, even if you're going for a weekend or a couple of days, you know, I think you can feel so much more like you got the complete Disneyland experience on a short trip. Whereas if you went to Disney World for two days, you'd probably be like, oh, I missed out on so much. Yeah, I totally agree. And I often am at Disneyland for just a day or two. And I do feel like I can get a big slice of the resort and experience that. But I don't think I've taken a Disney World vacation in my recent adult life that was shorter than three days. And three days feels way, 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 way too short for me. I feel like I usually have to skip at least one theme park if I'm there for three days. I feel like I don't ever get to Disney Springs or, you know, I don't see any hotel other than my own. So if you really only have one to two days, Disneyland is by far the better fit. And I mean, obviously, there are a lot of people who find themselves in LA for some reason. (laughs) And then you can hop down to Disneyland for a day or two. I mean, there's not as many people who just happen to be in Orlando for, you know, business travel or family or something like that. So I think some of this is is just a function of people's travel habits and, and plans and where they're likely to be. But Disneyland definitely does fit better for a super short trip and you feel like you can get a big slice of it. And that might be enough. That might be enough for several years. Whereas Disney World, I think you're going to be left wanting more if you only have a day or two. And you just maybe could do one theme park, but you can't do Disney World. 
the resort. All right, moving on. We think that you should visit Walt Disney World if you are on an adults-only trip. And I think this will be a little bit controversial, especially because <laughs> I don't know about you, Leslie. Well, I do know about you, but adults-only trips generally are of the shorter duration. So you definitely have to bear in mind that it is going to be a shorter trip, most likely, if you have kids like Leslie and I do. But I do think at Walt Disney World, there's just a lot more things for adults to do. And of course, this really centers on World Showcase at Epcot. A lot has been made about drinking around the world, which is visiting the different pavilions in the World Showcase. For those of you who don't know what World Showcase is, it is 11 pavilions of different countries in the world, including the United States of America, and representations, small representations of each of those countries, and what you ha get to eat and what you get to drink at those countries in those different pavilions. And so people like to go to Epcot for a day and just enjoy themselves, sampling all there is to eat and drink at the different pavilions in World Showcase. A on top of that, Epcot is often running festivals, which are great for adults to hang out at. And I feel like for adults only, when you're visiting Epcot, rides are kind of the secondary objective. Yeah, I totally agree. And there just is more to do that is sort of the adults kind of vacation, you know, a couple's trip, girls get away, even a guy's weekend <laughs> at uh, Disney World. And, and like you say, this is a little bit counterintuitive because I think there's that whole culture at Disneyland that has popped up around Disney adults, the millennials who go every other day to Disneyland and make it their life. So there's definitely plenty that is of interest to adults on adults only vacations at Disneyland. But, you know, like we said, this episode is more for normal people, not for Disney adults. And if you're just kind of looking for a place where a wide variety of friends with, you know, different interests are going to find something that works for them and the way they like to vacation, then you're going to find that at Walt Disney World. I mean, you know, just thinking about the hotels, there are so many different hotels at different price points. So, you know, if you're trying to plan for a big group and people have different budgets, it's much easier to do that at a place like Walt Disney World. And you probably get more amenities with your hotels. I mean, even the value resorts at Walt Disney World have awesome pools and have restaurants built in. If you're going to stay at a hotel at that price point at Disneyland, you're going to have to be staying off property. And they're probably not going to be full service properties where you want to like hang out for a day by the pool or or that kind of thing yeah i feel like the biggest advertisement for disney world working for an adults only trip listeners to disney deciphered will know that my wife famously is very much not a disney fan and has to be dragged kicking and screaming but i sent her and her sister on a trip to disney world just for a weekend and they had a blast um, so they went to epcot they mostly stayed at their hotel they stayed at the waldorf and just relaxed there but they very much enjoyed the Disney portion of that trip, even though they're not big Disney fans. So I feel like definitely if you can take an adults-only trip to either park, they both work. But I'll give Disney World the edge on this one, which is why we say you should go to Disney World if you are adults-only. What's next, Leslie? All right. So back to Disneyland. You should go to Disneyland if you are a ride junkie. If you're someone who loves riding attractions, Disneyland is the better resort. And I mean, of course, you know, for theme parks, I guess if you added up, Disney World might have more total. But in terms of bang for your buck, volume all in one place at one time, 
Disneyland just absolutely, absolutely takes the cake. Just think about like walking into Fantasyland at Disneyland and there are, I mean, a half dozen attractions that are just literally steps from one another. So you can hop from ride to ride to ride very, very quickly. I mean, the number of attractions in Disneyland Park compared to say Magic Kingdom, which is the closest equivalent. I mean, there are just so many more at Disneyland. And for that matter, now that we have Genie Plus, and Genie Plus is, you know, the new Fast Pass for those of you who don't know, and it is both at Disneyland and at Disney World, Genie Plus is very, very different at the two resorts. You are going to get to ride a lot more attractions if you purchase Genie Plus at Disneyland than you are at Walt Disney World just because of how the system works. And like I said, the volume of attractions, the ride times, the return times just don't run out as fast at Disneyland. So Joe, you can speak to that. How did it go on your trip using Genie Plus at Disneyland after knowing the occasional hot mess that happens at Disney World? Yeah, I mean, at Disney World, Disney says on its website, you can expect to use Genie Plus for two to three attractions. In general, I can get four to six, seven, maybe eight, nine if I'm at Magic Kingdom, but really it's more averaging four to six for Genie Plus. At Disneyland, I feel like you can easily clear eight attractions without even breaking a sweat. And I think the other thing to mention is Disneyland and California Adventure, they're walking distance within each other. So in terms of the number of attractions you have access to, it is just so much more compact, so much more condensed. And it results in, if you're using a pedometer, you can do the same number of rides at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, but you'll end up taking half as many steps if you're at Disneyland. So just because of that convenience, if you are a ride junkie who wants to ride all day, ride as many attractions as possible, Disneyland is going to be the place for you. Yeah, I think that's the reason that has become my favorite park is because I am definitely of the ride junkie variety. Like, I don't feel like it's been a good Disney day unless I've gotten in something approaching a dozen attractions. And that that can be really hard to do at some of the Disney World parks, especially I don't even think there are a dozen attractions in Animal Kingdom at Disney World. So that would require riding them several times, I guess. But that's not really that's not really my goal. All right, Joe, well, let's turn back to Disney World. What do you have for us there? Yeah, so kind of going on with the adults-only theme, I feel like, in general, you should go to Disney World if you're more interested in better food experiences. I think some people feel like the food at Disneyland is better. I guess I just don't agree. Uh, And so that may just be my personal opinion. But at Walt Disney World, because as we said, it is such an expansive place. It is like a small country. There are just so many more options of table service restaurants. You can eat French. You can eat steak. There's over three steakhouses just for people who like steak alone. There are a lot more character meal options. And of course, at Epcot, they're running food festivals 330 days out of the year. So there's all this different food to experience. And we haven't mentioned some of the great restaurants that are at Disney Springs as well. So I feel like if you want to spend a lot of your time just eating and drinking, Disney World is the place for you. Yeah, I totally agree. And and that's not to knock the food at Disneyland. I mean, I think there have been maybe some inconsistencies since, you know, reopening. Maybe the food isn't quite what it used to be. But even if it was, I mean, there's some good restaurants at Disneyland. Napa Rose is fantastic. Lamplight Lounge is great. There are some good restaurants, but there there's only a few that are like really true standouts. And you're going to get a lot more standouts just because of the volume at Walt Disney World. You're going to get a lot more different types of cuisine, 
to get to experience. So, you know, and like I like we said, you can do a lot more over a longer period of time. So if you're going for a longer vacation, you can continue to have those foodie experiences. I mean, I, I feel like at Disneyland, as often as I go, I kind of run out of restaurants to go to. I've now been to all of them. <laughs> and, you know, I have my couple of favorites, but, you know, I'm not going to want to eat, eat at Lamplight Lounge every trip, even though it's really good. I just, I want some variety in my life. So Disney World really does give that variety. And I, I have to say, I think there's a little bit of snobbishness too about the food scene. I mean, people think, oh, California has this storied food tradition right surely its food is going to be better than Orlando and I think that's totally unfair I think we Californians do take our food and wine seriously and we do a good job at Disneyland but Orlando is doing a good job too they got great celebrity chefs with a lot of restaurants down there Disney has courted that so I definitely am happy as a snobbish Californian going down to Orlando to eat some fine meals yeah I think the other thing to throw in food wise is because Disneyland is so much more of a locals park and we haven't mentioned this yet but Disney World is where people all over America and around the world, if they're going to do one Disney trip in their lives, most of them are going to go visit Disney World. Whereas Disneyland, much more percentage of the people in the parks on any given day are going to be from California or even from the Los Angeles area. And what that does is functionally, because annual pass holders in California, they're just going to Disneyland all the time. They're going to be taking up more space where you're eating and drinking. You know, there was a food festival when I was there in California Adventure. The lines were crazy. They were out of control. Um, and it was so crowded there so that I never got to wait in line for food. And of course, that's why you can ride as many rides as you want because less people are riding attractions because they are locals who are visiting. Whereas in Disney World, everything that we already said, plus people aren't as focused on eating, which means if you want to eat, you got a lot more opportunities. Absolutely. All right, well, let's turn back to Disneyland. You should go to Disneyland if your traveling party has mobility issues. And I include in this category family travelers with babies and toddlers and strollers, things like that. And we've kind of alluded to this already. I mean, Disneyland is a much more walkable resort. The logistics are much, much easier. There are two parks. They are just directly across a a small esplanade from one another. The three on-property hotels are within walking distance. A lot of off-property hotels are within walking distance. You can go to Disneyland and never have to get on a bus or a monorail or a Skyliner or take a taxi or a minivan or anything like that and just go back and forth from the parks to your hotels. And I think that's really important for people who are pushing strollers or for people who have members of their family who can't walk as far, who maybe are in a wheelchair or or something like that. The logistics are just so much easier at Disneyland. If you're worried about that, if you have a toddler who needs to go back for a nap midday, much, much easier at Disneyland to just run back to your hotel across the street than it is to take, you know, some Disney transportation back and you'll lose a couple of hours just in the transit every day. So I highly recommend for families with little ones who want to try it out even while their little one is 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 small and they won't remember Disneyland's the better resort for that and for anybody who has mobility concerns I mean Disney of course treats anybody with disabilities very very well but there's some things that just are inherent in the logistics of the park and Disneyland has an advantage on that yeah again the compactness is a huge advantage there now question for you Leslie obviously I didn't 
with my nine-year-old, I didn't have a stroller. I forgot to check, you know, the only thing when you were talking about, especially babies and toddlers and strollers that I was thinking of that might be a disadvantage for Disneyland is stroller parking outside of the attractions because Disney World is a lot bigger. Each of the four theme parks in Disney World is a lot bigger. So there's a lot more space. So what is like if people are going to take their young children with strollers to Disneyland, what is the stroller parking situation like generally? Yeah, they have plenty of stroller parking areas as well. They just aren't quite as giant as the ones at Disney World. And maybe that's just a function of sort of who the guest type is. Like you said, there are a lot more locals and the Disney adults are coming in. I don't think in terms of, you know, per capita, like the average guest, there may not be as many kids at Disneyland as there are at Disney World, especially during certain times of year, like school breaks and things like that. So yeah, I mean, there's always room to park your stroller. There are stroller parking areas in each land. They maybe just are kind of tucked away a little bit more. Cool. Thanks for answering that. So obviously that's just six scenarios and people have their own life scenarios. And, you know, we're just trying to give people general advice. I think uh, in it's very hard to know what works best for most families, but I feel pretty good, Leslie, about our recommendations overall, even though, like I said, I'm sure some people will disagree with them. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, obviously, like we said, there's a lot of other factors that you have to think about, you know, how much do plane tickets cost, you know, what other types of things you want to do on your vacation if it's not just Disney. But if you live in Texas, right in the middle, and you can go to either one, the same price, the same distance, the same time, then hopefully we help to break it down for you based upon these sort of interests and, and family types. So on Disney Deciphered, we always close out our episodes with a Disney do or don't. So in this crossover episode, I guess Disney Deciphered is going to win out for the closing. So Joe, what is your Disney do or don't for folks when it comes to the Disney World versus Disneyland showdown? I think my Disney do is if rides are kind of the most important thing for you, then I think what you should do is find a list of the unique rides at Disney World and find a list of the unique rides at Disneyland and decide which of that set of rides appeals more to you. Because Flight of Passage and, you know, Disney World, frankly, has been getting a lot more of the newer rides. Uh, Flight of Passage, I mean, that's five years old, but still. Gardens of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which, of course, is going to come to Disneyland eventually. But Disneyland still has a lot of, you know, they've gotten some new stuff too. Avengers Campus, Web Slingers, the Spider-Man attraction, and, of course, the re-theme of Tower of Terror. So take a list of attractions from both sides and compare them. Pick which list seems more appealing to you and go to that one. That's what I would say. Great tip, Joe. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to that crossover episode of Disney Deciphered and Disneyland with Kids. We, of course, would love to hear your opinions on if you you should go to Disney World, if blank, or you should go to Disneyland, if blank. Please let us know, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Of course, if you are planning a vacation to either of those, you can feel free to reach out to me, Joseph Chung at Travelmation.net. Other than that, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Leslie, for hosting the Disneyland with Kids episode and planning this crossover episode. And also, Thank you, Leslie, for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you whenever we figure out how to cut this episode in a way that makes sense for both podcasts. Thanks, Joe.